Hey everyone, welcome to episode 43 of the GVG cast. It has been a week, but we are here and we are ready to celebrate the end of the week, the arrival of the weekend with you all. I am, of course, your host for today, Ash Paulson, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful friends and GBG co-founders, Derek Bittner and Steve Bowling. Guys, how's it going? <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, what? what's up? Oh, I think... Hopefully, you all can hear Derek. I can't hear Derek, but that's oh, me oh. again. <laughs> no worries. Oh, it's we just can you. Hear, I can okay. hear Derek. Okay, oh, as long man. as you all can hear each other. Yep. You, I'm, okay. There we go. Sorry. I, I er- mean... Everybody would want to be denied the sultriness of no, it's not sultry. <laughs> Derek, <laughs> Derek's dulcet tones will not escape me this eve. Dulcet, that's I don't I'll know. Take I, that. I might describe your your voice as sultry at times, man. I don't know. Don't don't sell yourself short. Um, <laughs> especially when you're talking about Dragon Quest, the entire history and origin of Dragon Quest, which you are. You just did. You just yeah. uploaded an incredible project that you've been working on for quite a while. If you haven't checked it out yet, uh, our you know everyone in our audience, please do. Derek has been working his ass off on this Dragon Quest retrospective, well, and he killed it. Well, it's just the it's, so it's just the first game so far. It's it's mainly coming uh, covering right. that because I I felt it was worth taking a look at each one individually and right. just seeing how it evolved over time. I found that to be pretty interesting, you know, uh, mm-hmm. from that aspect, especially because man, the history stuff I got into, like seeing the origins of Enix, really. That's why right. I had no idea. I'll just pull something from the video. Um, Enix was a tabloid company before becoming the game development. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. They, they did Japanese tabloids and they were like, you know, there's money in uh, this burgeoning computer market. So like, check that out. And the um, founder is like, well, let's take a look at this, but we also don't have any people that know how to develop games. So let's just hold a contest and, you know, a million yen to the winners. <laughs> so there you go that's yes. how it all began that's not even a lot when you think about it no no, no. but i'll still hey I'll, I'll still take it i'll pocket it yeah. um i wants to throw me a million in i'm i'm here I'll, I'll take it um but uh how are you guys doing how how has how have your collective weeks been how have our collective weeks been honestly not too bad i again it's great stuff is accomplishing getting the video done, but then also one of the other subjects we'll be talking about later on. I've been definitely enjoying that. And um, I could just go ahead and say, it. I'm pumped up and ready to get back to um, my next retrospective. Nice. Cause I, I nice. the Very idea nice. was, is like, I'll get the retrospective, st- the the groundwork done laid for the gra- retrospective, uh, at least to get it uh, off and going. And then, Real quick, do Dragon Quest because it shouldn't take that long. Ha! I was a fool, and then get back to it. So now the Dragon Quest done is I'm getting back to it. So we'll just right. keep going. Well, Steve, my friend, it sounds like you and I both have had a pretty crazy week at work, huh? We've been oh kind of my run, god, run a little man. ragged this week. I yeah, I, yeah, I was uh, I was I was pretty candid with with these guys before the show started. I was beat. Like I I had to go throw cold water on my face, get dinner, like eat real quick just to get some energy which worked thankfully nice. um, good. but i've been pulling like 14 to 15 hour shifts every oh, day geez, this week man so and you like, still managed to get out your game of the uh, game of the month video which yeah is yeah so it was really important to me i made a promise that i would do those uh because i didn't make it on this show but on our subreddit i had promised folks that i would try to make more videos in 2023 and 
the response to the idea that I floated in my game of the year to doing a game of the month was, was both in the YouTube comments and on Reddit, like a big hit. And they were like, please do this. Like, please do more roundups. So I was like, you know what? I'll do that. That'll be my thing this year. Every on the last mm -hmm. day of every month, I'll post a video, you know, at least talking about what I played and giving one game to hold up. And, and it helps me too, because then at the end of the year I can go, okay, I made 12 videos about this. Those are the games I'm going to evaluate as, as potential picks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I tried my best. I just turned my camera on and, and banged that out real quick, but it has been a week, man, like a hard, yeah. ugly week in terms of regular work. Uh, Patreon.com slash GV gaming. <laughs> if you want to save us from that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, that that is my one of my prime goals for this year. Is I want to get to the point where I can do more videos as well. My 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 day job takes up the vast majority of my time, and then of course I want to make sure I, I have time to hang out with my wife and spend quality time with her because that is obviously incredibly important. And uh, you know that's that's one of the most important parts of my life. But you know that having you know my my day job take up so much of my time, and then also I want to spend time with my wife. That doesn't leave a lot of time for much of anything else. And I, I want so badly to get to the point where I'm not just doing behind the scenes stuff for our Patreon and, and our Discord and stuff. I want to be doing videos as well. I miss it so much. So that is my prime goal for this year is to get to a point somehow where I can be doing that as well because I miss it. And I, I, know, I know I hear from fans who want me to be doing videos, which I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that you want to see videos from me. Uh, so it's not, not that I don't hear you. It's not that I'm ignoring you. It's just that I need to be able to get to the work-life balance part of my life where I can do that. I, I hear That's, you. I think yeah. for me, the big takeaway from last year was that I need to worry less about the production values and mm -hmm. more about just making something. Sure, and that's what I've started to do because before I would be like, oh, well, I have all these ideas for really fancy edits, but realistically, I don't right. have the time. Right. I, I, I will tell you a secret right now. I, um, I knew how to do some fancy stuff in Vegas, but since we mainly use Premiere and I'm still kind of learning it, I know nothing on how to do fancy edits on premiere like and, and mm -hmm. a lot of time i like i don't want to bother people on how to do it but it's also like you know this is also an interesting challenge to just do it base basic and not really go over complicated just keep it nice and simple and straight to the point and seems to do all right <laughs> so yeah, I, that's what I, i'll have don't, to do don't well. get bogged down because trust me i can think yeah. of like oh it'd be so cool if i could do this fancy thing and it doesn't I just everything I know is on Final Cut, so I completely <laughs> yeah. I get it. Like everything I know is Final Cut. When I do switch to Premiere, I'm gonna know nothing except you know, hopefully just the the bare basics. So I totally hear that, Derek. That's definitely uh, you know, and and hopefully I can build up a nice uh, knowledge base in Premiere eventually as well. But I just you know during during all the days of the old channel, I was working exclusively uh, uh, through Final Cut Pro, and so that's just where I know everything. So yeah. Too many programs out there. Everybody should use well, not Final Cut Pro because nobody else would because they're Mac. That's a Mac program, but it would it would help me if everybody only used the program I use. And it's all about me, right? <laughs> Come on, obviously, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? It is not all about me. It is, in fact, though, all about our amazing sponsor, the Game Orb. And yeah. uh, the Game Orb, as always, is a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. While games like Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu can be seen on the channel, along with others, the Game Orb will also now be adding Splatoon 3, Super Mario Sunshine, and Fall Guys to the gaming collection. 
So be sure to subscribe to the Game Orb at the link in the description. And of course, as always, I have pinned a link to the Game Orb's YouTube channel in our YouTube chat. So as I say every week, he has been supporting us from the very beginning of our existence and has helped us out so much. So please, please do. If you like what we do here, please go show uh, the Game Orb some love and pay it forward. Check out their content. Subscribe to their channel. Uh, they have done so much for us. So thank you very much, the Game Orb. Also, we got some uh, patron birthday shout-outs. Uh, happy belated birthday to TerraForce. Uh, uh, very belated. January 23rd, in fact. So happy birthday oh, wow. to you, TerraForce. Uh, happy almost birthday to Jackomon, which is tomorrow, February 4th. So uh, I hope you have a great birthday weekend, Jackomon. And also, happy almost birthday to VGA Fanatic, uh, whose birthday is Monday, February 6th. So I hope you both have awesome yeah. birthday weekends. And thank happy you birthday. so much. Yeah, happy birthday. And thank you so much for being in our community. We love you guys. And uh, yeah, happy, happy birthday. Absolutely. Um, one more shout out for now. And that is, you may not be aware. So our art director is, of course, Daniel Alba. But we also have another incredibly talented, regularly contributing artist to our channel. And that, of course, is Lon Lon, who you may be familiar with. And they, right now, are trying to raise a little money for their first year of college. Uh, they, they need to get to Canada. To, uh, they've been accepted into college, and we're super happy for them. And awesome. uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to help them out. And they actually, uh, with the help of their friend, set up uh, a GoFundMe. So they have to get from Brazil to Canada. They live in Brazil. They got to get to Canada where the college is. They've already been accepted, but they don't have the money to make the trip as yet. So of course, we were more than happy to shout out their GoFundMe uh, in, uh, on GVG Cast, like we did for our patron Goron Amber a few, uh, a few weeks ago. So please, if you could, uh, if you could help out Lon Lon, we'd really appreciate it. Um, if you've ever seen any of our executive producer merch over on our Patreon, they designed most of that. Uh, they also designed, in fact, our GVG Cast logo, as well as our post-show logo. So uh, if you've and, and you wouldn't have seen the post show unless you've actually been on the post show and watched it, which is a patron exclusive perk. But my point is they have contributed so many amazing art assets to our channel alongside Daniel. And so if you could help them, uh, you know, get to school and, and help pay for their first year of college, we would all, of course, really appreciate it. And I have left a link to their GoFundMe in the description, but I'm also going to post it right now in... YouTube chat. So, any uh, any anything you can help out with would be super appreciated. Uh, there you go. I just posted in YouTube chat, and Lon Lon, we love you. We are hoping for the best, and we hope that you are able to make your first year of college happen. And uh, thank you in advance to all of you wonderful people in our audience and in our patron community for helping out however you can, if you can. So, absolutely, yeah. All right. Well, we do have some super chats, which is super exciting. So uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and read off a few of those and we'll get into the news. And it's it's the the news has been ramping up. It's February. News is ramping up. We got a little bit to talk about. But first of all, we have $50 from our good friend and patron, Aramis Baramis. Thank you so much for your generosity. Hey, GBG crew, have a great cast. I ended up taking Steve's recommendation and starting Sega Ages Fantasy Star 1 last weekend. It's a charming game. Dungeons are a bit to get uh, are a bit to get used to since I'm sketching my own maps, but it's a great eight bit RPG so far. Hell yeah! I'm impressed they're sketching their own maps. Doesn't Sega Ages do, do that automatically for you? Se like, Sega Ages in. does. I was going to mm -hmm. ask that, but uh, Aramis, if you're out there and you're you're watching, 
please send me those maps. I, I need that nostalgia <laughs> hit because I used to do that. <laughs> I made my mom go out and buy me a notebook full of graphing paper so that I could fill in the little squares as I went along. Uh, I love seeing the way people did that. I do think that doing it that way is authentic to the experience of playing it for the first time. They just said in the in the live audience chat they're trying not to use the map function, so they're, they're trying to kick it old school. Which hey, I can I can appreciate that. I respect uh, that. I for, definitely for respect. certain. I, I yeah. I did not map anything in when I played through Dragon Quest, but I was able to just stumble away my way through just because it's the dungeons aren't that big. Uh, that helps out. Although you'd be happy, uh, Steve. I was looking for like other RPGs that came out in 1989 that I could compare to show how much, how archaic uh, the original Dragon Quest felt to Americans when it finally released. And uh-huh. I found, found Fantasy Star 2 came out that year. So there's my example. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I need to watch that video. I haven't had time for much of anything. Um, and frankly, my YouTube viewing habits as of late have been to support our pals that are also, you know, doing this stuff. So oh yeah, I've been spending a lot of time on She Says' his channel, especially his because he just had his kid. Uh, but, you know, watching a lot of Scott, watching a lot of Matt, all our pals that have been on the channel before. So I haven't been watching our videos lately, which I really need to do. <laughs> that, that's fine. Right. But I do I do know John called us all a bitch, which I didn't expect. I didn't. I'm, <laughs> I mean, I've not had a chance to watch the he, latest uh, he, cool bit. So. He, he didn't call us cool bitches, bit, but, but like. He he punctuates one of his segments with "you bitch," which I'm John. I'm absolutely going to clip it out and use it. I hope you know that you've opened the door for this. I, I love it. We're going to ruin his commercial career. <laughs> oh yeah. Plus, yeah. I'm, I'm speaking of his commercial career. He's in a commercial, and I'm so happy for him. He and I have been chatting on the side because he, he and I both are starting to work a little more on the side on our voice uh, voiceover careers i really want to get into more more into voiceover so does he and so in fact is brandon so we've all actually been talking on the side about that you know sharing tips and and you know sharing leads and stuff and i've actually in fact starting uh, started working with my dad every week nice. he and i have like a session That's every awesome. week now uh we just had the first one this week where he is basically coach he's my coach he's my voiceover coach he knows That's i awesome. am serious about doing more voiceover work and uh uh, ever since I got uh, really ever, ever since I played Sans in Bandy's universe, I've been like, you know what? I think I want to do more acting acting and uh, especially just it, it was a bug that kind of bit me over the course of all the work we did at the old channel. And so I'm just like, I want to work with my voice more. And I am lucky enough to have my dad as a coach uh, who just happens to be one of the premier voice actors in the world. So I'm taking advantage of that. And we had our first session and I had just a blast. We had just so much fun. He, he gave me some copy to practice with and, um, you know, coached me on getting out of my comfort zone and really acting and really going wild with it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So hopefully you'll you'll hear all three of us doing more voiceover roles in, in the years to come. That would be that's the goal. Be awesome. It was really fun to like take that commercial and just show it to Amy, like, giving her no context oh, whatsoever, uh, just so she would hear his voice at the end and be like, oh my God, <laughs> like she freaked out. It was, it was pretty awesome. That, well, that's I haven't exactly... seen John's commercial yet. We're going to have to play that during the post show. Oh, we yeah, should, I, yeah. I, ju- I just popped it in the uh, live audience so people can take a look if they want. So Nice. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Well. Uh, that's exactly what I did with my wife and my dad for, uh, for that part of Bandy's universes I was in. I just played it with no context and you're like oh like my, my wife is like oh okay it's sans this is cool but what am i really watching and i'm like you don't recognize his voice at all no that's a good thing because it's me and she's like whoa really and she didn't know and my dad didn't know it was me either which i think oh, is a wow. very good sign yeah he couldn't tell 
That's... So I'm taking that as a as a hopeful sign that I'm on the right track. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But I'm uh, I'm really going to be putting a lot of effort into that going forward because I really want to do it. Uh, but I digress. I, I, I digress. We do have some more super chats to read out. Uh, of course, our good friend and patron Jaden Buck with five dollars. Thank you very much. Crazy question Fridays. Crazy question number sixty nine nice. with a with a Lenny face. <laughs> All right, nice. Do you think it would be weird to have a crush on someone with the exact same name as you? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, because yeah. I don't quite swing that way. Ash, I think this applies most to you. You have the best chance of. So I guess uh, yes and no. I mean, if it was if it was someone literally named Ashton, my full name, yes, that would be strange for me. But uh, one of my earliest girlfriends, her name was Ashley, and she often just went by Ash, like I do. So. In that sense, it wasn't that weird. So I'm going to say both yes and no. But in general, because I've met so many ashes of, you know, you know, both both men and women, like I, yeah, that, that's not that strange to me. It, it threw me off when I found out Ashley could also be a guy's name because I have Ashley Ride from Vanguard Story. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, too. So for me, I guess it's a little bit different. Uh, from the from the rest of you, but yeah, for me, I can't say it would be that strange. So yeah, uh, thank you. I, I can't believe there are there have already been sixty nine crazy questions, Jaden. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, next up is Disney Duncan with five dollars. Thank you so much, Duncan. I understand the controversy about Hogwarts Legacy. I'm only getting it because I love movies. Screw J.K. Rowling. Well, hey, you know what? That is a very personal decision. You do you. Uh, we're not talking about it on the show or on our channel because we don't want to support, you know, the game and and her obviously, but that's a personal decision. And yes, screw JK Rowling and screw all transphobes straight up. Wait, uh, I, th I think you, <laughs> I think you might've misspoke. Hey, what? I thought you said screw. Oh, I heard trans folks, not trans folks. No, oh, right. I was like, Whoa, dude. No, Whoa. no, no, no. -E. I'm, so... I'm tired, oh man. Oh gosh. Jeez. I'll, okay. I'll say if you, all I'll say, if you want to play the game, Wait for it used. Wait for reviews too. There we don't even go. know how good it's going. Yeah, that's true. I was, I had, I was talking about this with a friend the other day, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know that this is going to be the game that bucks the trend. You know what I mean? Like, I can't think no. of a Harry Potter game besides the Lego games that's good. Right. Uh, that's, yeah. I mean, so I'm like, hey, like, do we know this is going to be good? But again, I'm not a Harry Potter fan to begin with, so regardless right. of the controversy, I wouldn't pick it up. Well, hopefully, yeah. Jaden indeed did hear it uh, the way I said it. I heard it as phobes. Good, really glad to hear that. No, fine. Not I Steve. just you like I said, said man. I've been either way. Let's let's go ahead and yeah. move on. We don't need yeah. to linger on this. We don't in need fact, to waste our breath on this any longer. In fact, our very good friend Cutie Caitlin with ten dollars, thank you very much. Follows that up by saying, "Trans rights are human rights, and not supporting them is lame." Anyway, finally picked up my Nintendo Switch OLED. This screen nice. and the lack of bezel is nice, but now I need to transfer over 400 gigabytes of games. That uh, was me. Been moving. <laughs> yeah, that was me just a few weeks ago. And, they don't even uh, have a function a for that, do they? I don't think there is a way to transfer your games. Like, you have to re-download them. You can transfer you saves and screenshots, I, but not games. Yeah. Right. Right, right which, exactly. Which is like, come on, Nintendo. That's like the slowest downloading system of this generation. Well, uh, to, yeah, you can you can reuse the SD card, Caitlin, but you can't like the games that are on it will get wiped off. Like right. they, you just have to go to the eShop and download them again. It's it's so dumb. 
it's really I, yeah. I had to use I had to basically store my screenshots and videos from my old switch on my PC temporarily just to be able to transfer them or at least keep them. So, you know, it's Nintendo. It's a bit of an ar- archaic transfer process, but everything else, thankfully, worked. Uh, although I did have a bit of a scare when I was setting up my OLED. I had that pit in my feeling stomach because, of course, the first thing, the first game I wanted to check out on that screen was Smash. You know me. Old habits die hard. But I had forgotten to re-download the DLC, even though I had transferred everything. Oh. So I opened it, and I was like, oh, my God, it didn't work. Where's all my stuff? And then I realized, no, my data's there. Just the DLC isn't. It's okay. Crisis averted. But it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Not fun. Not fun. And, yes, uh, Caitlin, just to say it lo- out loud for everyone in the back, Trans rights are human rights. Yeah, and not of course. supporting them is lame. Hell yes. You know how we roll here at GVG, and that is absolutely the truth. All right. One more super chat for now, then we'll move on to the news. Uh, Dion Hun, I hope I said that right, Dion. Thank you very much for the $5. Hey, GVG cast, I hope you guys are having a great day. I hope you guys talk about the Kirby box art leak and what's going on with E3. Well, we are going to talk about one of those things. We're talking about E3. Uh, the box art leak didn't seem like it was a big enough deal for us to talk about but basically yes it looks like there's going to be a little new added content uh in the post game of kirby's oh. return to dreamland deluxe a like a magalore focused mode which could be oh. very man they're, they cool. are putting a lot of content in here like i'm probably not going to pick up return to dreamland right away but uh there is a lot right I'll give them that right um, so yeah, that's, uh, so we, we will be talking about E3 though, for sure. But yeah, there just wasn't enough to talk about regarding Kirby that we included it in the, the main news for this week, but thank you very much for that, for the reminder. And speaking of the main news this week, there is quite a bit to talk about, including something, uh, that Odyssey in our YouTube chat just posted right after that super chat. And that is, there is a brand new super Mario brothers movie poster released today. It is the official poster. I assume we have all seen it and mm-hmm. it is. I said this on Twitter. Ooh, I'll it say is it. gorgeous. It's hot, 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 man. I'm so excited. It I'm is so, so pretty. It is so pretty. And I love how menacing Bowser looks, the way he's looking down at Mario and everyone else. He just looks so cool and menacing in this poster. Yeah, the, the poster I, looks incredible. I'm I'm so hyped for this movie at this point. I've, me it's going to be a good, a good time. I'm convinced that at minimum it'll be just, you know, good like just good old fashioned fun. Well, it, so fun story about this. Uh, um, we have shown Kai every single bit of media that's come out about um, this Mario movie, and every time he just gets laser focused mm-hmm. on the screen. Never, never seen it quite like that where he just like completely absorbed. Um, and it's gotten to the point now that he just loves Mario stuff in general uh, where he, we have a few shirts of the have Mario. I love that. And he'll insist like he wants to wear those shirts. That's what he wants to wear right now. Amy has a shirt, a Mario shirt, and he went up to it and like pulled on her shirt so he could see it better and go. And he just went, that's cool. <laughs> just saying that. Um, and I, 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 it's, it's just really funny to see how, into Mario he is mainly because of this movie. <laughs> That's so great though. I, I mean he's he's learning early, which I love. Yeah. I, I hope you can take him to see the movie. Do, do you think he'll be I, able to sit through a movie in, in a theater? I'm gonna give it a shot. I've heard like 10 a.m. showings are the best bets. Like it's people are used to having loud kids <laughs> for that sort of thing. So we're right. gonna we'll probably try that. Um I, I would like to see if he could he could see it. 
for those who aren't aware, Kai is a little over two months, uh, two years now. Sorry. Um, he turned right. two back in November. So it should be fine. I, I took my kids to movies around that age. And mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, you kind of pick the showing that you think will be right, you know, uh, but also mm -hmm. with a movie like this, I feel as an adult who wants to see the movie, it's kind of foolish to expect there not to be kids at any showing that you go to. Right. Because this right. is very clearly a movie that is that is trying to hit those of us that are big fans, but also just general like family broad family appeal this is like i would not expect a movie with a poster like this to not have kids in the audience so you know I, i'd say it's right. fine and you're always going to have those snobs that you know think a kid making noise is like a cardinal sin at a, at a movie that's aimed at kids but i i, right. I just right. i just have to push past that as a parent and be like yeah you know what sure. like this <laughs> is this is what you signed up for walking into this movie as well right right hmm uh derek did uh did kai ever take a take any of a shine to the sonic movies at all or did he kind of just not? he hasn't quite i haven't really tried the sonic movies i should try i should attempt the uh issue is you know we i don't know if sonic is streaming anywhere because we i have mm -hmm. the, the the blu-ray of uh the sonic movie uh the first one i'm almost um, certain it's on paramount plus God, I hate Paramount Plus. They are, <clears throat> that is a that is a terrible service. Um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Kai long ago, and I didn't realize it until a little bit later, took our copy of uh, Super Mario Sunshine that was in the GameCube that was on the thing, oh, took no. it out of the out of the GameCube and slid it into the PS4. <gasps> oh no! And we have not been able to do, like we can put discs in there, but it won't oh. and they'll eject, but they won't play because of that. And because it's a four, PS4 Pro and the way you get it, there's no good way to open it and to get it out. I don't know what to do to save that disc oh. and allow us to actually watch Blu-rays again. So yeah. there's got to be a way. I mean, I haven't looked it the up. The only advice is like use a screwdriver to put in a specific, a specific hole and it puts regular size, dis size discs out. But because it's a GameCube disc doesn't work yeah i want to i want to say Be becca in our live audience chat is agreeing with me that it should be easy to open i think you flip it over and then you have to take screws out of the bottom if i remember correctly but i would Maybe. i would lay dollars to donuts that spawn wave has a video showing exactly how to do it <laughs> yeah maybe yeah uh but yeah that, that's it's been that rough. way for a while but i've not tried sonic with with kai but i mean he's played sonic uh, a little bit of sonic um mania he did, he did okay. the he did now the we, thing where Tails carries you on his own somehow. I don't even know how to do that. I, I think the big difference between the Mario movie and the Sonic movie as it relates to small children is that uh, the environments in the Sonic movie are comparatively uninteresting, right? Because the Mushroom mm -hmm. Kingdom is full 3D, fantastical, like wild, crazy, colorful. super colorful world, which that kind of stuff grabs young kids' attention. Whereas Sonic is put into a comparatively drab world you know the real it, world it yeah. works better for i guess kids probably f like five to seven yeah that that, that age range um right. right so yeah. yeah well he'll get there he'll get there oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean we'll, we'll we'll show it to him eventually i try, I tried to show him sonic prime and he kind of he watched like a half an episode and then he was like ah, i'm done <laughs> oh all right fair enough well hey it's got the mario movie for now can always there's plenty of time to watch that stuff later oh yeah Oh, yeah. uh, well, if it has been a really good week for Mario fans because of this hype poster, it has been a very bad week for fans and developers of games as a service. This 
kind of we didn't see it coming but live service games uh got just hammered this past week with a uh, past week and change with a grand total of nine live service games announcing they are shutting down their service and, and wow. closing up shop for good we got apex legends mobile battlefield mobile crime site crossfire x dragon quest the adventure of die echo vr knockout city love live school idol festival and rumbleverse now i will say Love Live doesn't quite count because it's only shutting down that it's getting another sequel that's coming, like a sequel that's coming out next month. So that one doesn't quite count. But the rest, I mean, it's just as the week wore on, we just kept hearing of cancellation after cancellation. And I'm not a big live service game guy myself, other than Fall Guys. Obviously, you guys know I love Fall Guys. I played every week with my friends. But it's still, it's kind of brutal to see the, the the carnage here for fans and developers of games as a service and i kind of feel a little sad about knockout city i played that for a while really liked it it's a genuinely great game and it's going bye-bye it's kind of a shame but uh did you guys play any of these and do you have any feelings mm -hmm. about any of these i've i've not played any of them um i just i mean i heard it i was surprised when everybody said knockout city was really good and it's I, really fun apparently it suffered from its own success where they were just a small indie team and it blew up and they just weren't able to keep up with it. So. Right. Yeah. Knockout city. I tried it. I didn't really love it. I played a few no. matches here and there. I thought I didn't think it was bad. It just, it wasn't a game I was going to go back to unless I was obligated to do so. Um, sure. I'm a little surprised that one, I haven't heard of and two, that dragon quest die looks pretty great. <laughs> like the visual style of it yeah. is fantastic. I think we we're supposed to get like an actual console game of this eventually um which i i don't know much about i the most i know about dragon quest adventures of die is uh, basically that it was it came to be because uh the person who uh, got um toriyama to work on it was like well you, since you're working with shonen jump we can have a, a manga based in the world of dragon quest and that's where die comes in oh right okay so that's why that's how that whole thing works but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a damn shame. I, I personally really thought Knockout City was fun, but as Elendor and our live audience chat pointed out, uh, Knockout City did say they're going to make a private server available for those who want to still keep playing it. So it's not completely going away. Um, but you know, selfishly, this makes me. I mean, I, I could definitely say from personal experience, Fall Guys has not been as good since the shift, since the shift to going free to play and becoming a live service game, and so that makes me selfishly a little worried that, that fall guys might be on more borrowed time than i initially thought I disagree with that okay i, I think, and i, I can think, see the other side too so i hope i hope you're i right, think Steve. fall guys was a very unhealthy game before it went free to play oh oh i see what you mean okay. i feel the player base was dwindling and it was going to be shuttered if they didn't make that move no and you're right I, what i mean is the actual quality of the game like there are so many stages from previous seasons that have been vaulted that you can't play anymore and they're not mm. they're not addressing technical problems. They're obviously hyper focused on the premium content in the shop. So I agree with you. It probably wouldn't have lasted as long if they didn't make the shift. But it's kind of like a sure, you know, it's kind of like a double edged sword, right? Because the game itself, for us longtime players, maybe took a bit of a dive in quality. Yeah, when it did at the make cost the shift. of quality. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But that makes uh, sense. it's still fun. Hopefully, it, it sticks around for a while yet. Uh, it is still fun. Uh, other than the other news we have to talk about, I have some breaking news. Our favorite kind of breaking news, in fact. 
Uh, Sean Davis uh, just resubscribed to our Patreon at the executive producer tier again. Oh, thank they you. They were an EP before, and they uh, had to drop for a little while, and they are back. They announced it in YouTube chat, and I just added uh, Steve, just so you know, I just added Sean's name to the EP spread for the end of the show. So you oh. will have your name read out, uh, Sean, just so you're aware today. Yeah, thank and you. thank you very much for resubscribing to the uh, executive producer tier. And as a reminder, patreon.com slash gvgaming. We have a bunch of tiers you can support us at, starting at just $1 a month. So with that said, let's go ahead and talk about a bit more news. And here's the other, or one of the other big ones you guys have been wanting us to talk about, E3. Oof. This oh, is boy. E3. Oh, so, it, is, it is so dead. It is so dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, our good friend Kat Bailey, former uh, Today's News Tonight guest, friend of the channel, dear friend of mine, uh, reported over on IGN exclusively that they have heard from multiple sources that uh, the big three are not going to be at E3, meaning, of course, Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox or Microsoft. So (laughs) I don't know where you go from there. I'm personally... I'm, I'm bu- I don't I don't mean that there's no E3 going forward for no reason, but I'm a personally a little bummed because this was going to be our show that we the first show that we all got to cover together as a team, and I don't know that we can justify the cost really if the big three aren't going to be there. Yeah, I was thinking about that. There's I've I've gone to many many in E3, um, and this Same, this yeah. definitely is a huge blow to the credibility of the show. Uh, yeah. That being said, mm-hmm. Microsoft is kind of, sort of, there. They're they're pulling a devolver, and they're doing their own thing right. outside of the show. Who knows what that is and what the details are, but Microsoft has officially said that they're doing that. So we know that there will be something going on with Microsoft around that time. Um, Just I think, not, at, not, not part of E3 itself. Right. I think one of the things people don't realize, it, it, it's obvious when you call it out loud, but being at E3 cost these guys millions of dollars like it is millions to to Mm -hmm. for a publisher to be at e3 one you have the booth space which i've heard can can be into the hundreds of thousands of dollars just to have Mm -hmm. the space for the booth then you have the materials for the booth right which is again probably i assume a lot then the employees (laughs) the employees right which there are Tons. And Nintendo typically, you know, just I'm the most familiar with Nintendo because that's the one we've all traditionally covered the most. But I, I've i counted dozens of people manning demos, which are not Nintendo employees. Those are like contractors they hire and then they teach them how to run the demo. Uh, but then you have the, the people who are on Nintendo's payroll who are there for the show, who are not doing their regular jobs. Right. <laughs> they're They're attending to E3. And that's like the biggest people in the company you're talking like doug bowser kit and krista back when they were with nintendo were there uh you know all for... the people doing the tr- treehouse for how many hours yeah right. and, and you know you uh for for bigger years miyamoto's there aonuma's there you know uh koizumi's there like depending on what games are being shown so it, it can cost the company i w- i would guess probably north of five to six million dollars just to yeah. put on a week-long show um and Nintendo doesn't gain anywhere near that amount of value from people like us covering the games there, just realistically speaking. They get exactly. way more from doing a direct and, and letting yeah. all the fans see the stuff. Because they yeah. avoid all the noise. They avoid all the competition, the noise. They're speaking directly to their fan base, to their core audience, and spending much less 
not even much less, astronomically less money than it would take to have a presence, a full presence at E3. So, Steve, you're totally right, man. I, I, I it's always humbling for me. I, I've done a lot of convention booth work over the years, and you know, when I when I am a part of the budgeting process, and I see just how much it costs just to even have a small booth at a convention like PAX West, if you're just a small business with a small booth, it can be staggeringly expensive. So, you know, it's, it's, you're right. It's it, it, especially with the steady loss of uh, credibility that the ESA have suffered over the past several years. And of course the pandemic happened, which put a, you know, further part of me on everything feels kind of justified that ever since they leaked, yeah, they doxed everybody that they've gone downhill. It's like, you know, yeah. Karmic karma. <laughs> And I agree. I, I guess I, I've said that in the past. Like we got docs, and that pissed me off the ESA so much. At the same time, though, I do feel for all the smaller game developers out there for whom E3 was a genuinely useful tool to be able to network with other small developers and 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 get FaceTime with bigger developers and I'm... publishers. And I I and I'm going to miss it personally, selfishly. Because I want to hang out with you guys. I want to cover a show well, like we did at the old channel properly as a full team. But yeah, it's hard to I, justify. I get that. And I'm still going to go. I, I feel oh, I like it's yeah. important to go. Well, you're around the corner. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's a little harder yeah. for me to go. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> I'm, I plan on going. It's, it's like a five-hour drive for me. I think I'm going to take it easier than I normally would. I'm not going to pack all the same stuff I normally would. Um but I do want to see, like we did with PAX in 2021, what the state of an E3 without the big three is. Because right. PAX was awkward. Like, it was really was. strange. Yeah. I don't think this is the death knell for E3, but I think this is E3 yet again failing to find its correct footing. I think Sony, you know, in 2019, when they publicly backed out, pretty clearly said, we want it back the way it was. And if you don't do that, we're not coming. Um, Are they but talking I think, about not having it be a public show? Exactly. Hmm. I, I think that that, for at least Sony, seemed to be my interpretation of, of what they were saying. Uh, because it is hard to do a public-facing show. And once once the public show happened, the the show floor was terrifyingly crowded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, they're there to get it to the press. All of a sudden, the press can't get there to right. cover your games. The that first... Is... I've, I've been going to E3 for years, and the first E3 that was open to the public was the first time my badge was ever stolen. Someone oh, wow. stole my badge, and E3 tried to refuse me entrance. I had to I had yep. to get on the phone with people at the ESA to get a badge to do my job. Oh, yeah. And I, I tried telling them, you know, I was like, hey, look, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but, like, I have days worth of meetings set up, and we're on day one, and I have to tell everyone that... I have to cancel all of those appointments because someone robbed me and you won't let me back in. Like that is messed up. And uh, Nintendo, when I got to Nintendo that year, I I won't say who for obvious reasons, but they told me they've been in similar situations with the ESA where Mm -hmm. one of their people got their badge taken off them while they were walking around. And Nintendo had to implement a system where they pin their badge into their clothing so that someone can't take it. But they said right. it was super common. So I, Mikey I'm just... O'Leary in our YouTube chat says, if you remember, that was also the year they banned Greg Miller, which was overturned because someone forged his badge. Yep. Yeah. If if I mean, if Greg Miller can be banned, anybody can be. Jeez. Right. Um, the the yeah, only it's... good thing to come out of the public showing of that is that's where I, that's how I met Amy. <laughs> right. 
Right. That's the only plus out of that whole situation. E3 yeah, I mean, thing right. <laughs> exactly. Precisely. You know, I, I I do hope it's able to survive in a form that makes sense for us to go to in the future. Just because, again, selfishly, I want to bring us all together, and we typically can't do that for packs. Doesn't really make sense. We'll see. It's uh, you know, it's obviously not yeah. all about us, but uh, I think you know, the, I, I will miss it if, if it doesn't ever return in the that big kind of form fear again. Is that they kind of had this this? I don't want to say fog, but like this. Uh, aura of you know e3 was the biggest gathering in gaming and it kind of was a self-perpetuating thing for many years but now thanks to both you know the pandemic and the fact that they've kind of just fumbled with the show itself in the last few years the big three have started to realize like we don't need to spend all this money and all this time i i think nintendo kind of proved it <laughs> just yeah. with the directs yeah it's it's a shame because i hope that we do get to a day very again like ash said very selfishly where we get to see those big, crazy showpiece booths that Nintendo would build. Yeah. Like the Breath of the Wild one in 2016 oh, was so just good. So, so good. good. <laughs> and I hope we get those again, but understandably, I won't, you know, I I can see where the which way the wind's blowing. It'll be interesting. I think 2024 will be the real, for sure, either, either redemption or nail in the coffin of E3. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to predict it, nail in the coffin. I don't think they can recover. I have to. I, I hate to say it, but I do kind of agree. I'm not saying I 100% am, am certain that they won't recover, but I kind of don't feel like it's likely. I, I do, in I a mean, way, hope. You I'm were wrong. the first to point out, Ash, that like Jeff immediately there just. So I was going to say, not, Jeff not that not, not is, that Summer Games Fest is no. worth a damn. I'll be honest. Like it's just like these people are doing this thing. It's part of Game Fest. I swear, it's part of Game Fest, even though it seems yeah. unrelated completely. I do love how brazenly bloodthirsty he's become about this, though. He's not even trying to hide his intention anymore. The very same day this came out, the guy, he, he tweeted out, oh, yeah, Summer Game Fest, here's when it's happening. And just remember, Summer Game Fest, without obviously calling out E3, he didn't need to. The intent was clear. He is out for blood, taking no prisoners. And even though it's a bit of a dick move, I do I, I can't help but chuckle. I, I couldn't help but chuckle when I saw that because I'm like, you were you were ready for that. You were ready to pounce. <laughs> so, yeah, Steve, we'll see what happens in 2024. I do tend to uh, think, you know, agree that with Derek that it might be the death knell, but I do also think that it has that one more year. 2024 will be the final true test to see, and maybe maybe they can work some magic. We'll see what happens. Reed Pop is in, in charge now, and they have, you know, a strong track record of success in the convention space. So we'll see how that goes. Um, all right. Let's uh, bang out a few more Super Chats, talk about a couple more th things, and, and, and including the other thing we have on our thumb today, and then we'll move on to our patron topics for the week. Uh, we haven't talked about any of the things on our thumb yet. <laughs> I guess, okay, well, yeah, that's that's obviously coming too, but it's kind of its own discussion. But uh, Mr. Dwayne191 uh, with $4.99, thank you very much. Evening, GVG crew. For the next Smash Brothers game, I was thinking Chai from Hi-Fi Rush could be in the roster. He could be the first rhythm character. You won't get any any argument from from us. I think I don't expect it to actually happen, but sure, I'd love to see it happen. I adore that game, and I know Steve does too. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, very yeah. close to having been my game of the month. Yeah, uh, Rec PC. I'm actually surprised five. it didn't beat Fire Emblem Engage, which is the way people were talking. About I'm surprised it. too, actually. Yeah, it was definitely my game of the month. Hey folks, Ash here just letting you know that Steve's PC crashed at this point of the show, so there's a bit of downtime and a little bit of redundancy, and I have gone ahead and edited all that out for you so you can get right back to it. 
Uh, when we lost y'all, we were reading out RecBCQ's $5 Super Chat. Thank you very much. I uh, was looking through old files and found that drawing I did where I drew you, drew, drew you three as rabbits in a bathtub. I posted in the general chat in Discord, which, yep, uh, that's a very good memory of mine, very treasured yeah. memory. I love that piece, and uh, I'm so glad you reminded us of it. It is, <laughs> It was a lot of fun. Thank you very much, Breck. Uh, next up, we've got uh, $5 from ABCDEFGH. Thank you very much. Hey, GBG, wanted to give a heads up to watch out for that John guy, vaguely threatening us about him knowing that thing you did in his 8-bits vid, LOL. And what the heck is up with this 8-bits vid? He calls us I a know. bitch. He knows about this <laughs> thing we did. What the hell? <laughs> he got famous, and it's gone to his head. He's too powerful now. We can't yeah. stop him. Um, that thing we did could mean anything. I mean, I, I've done a lot of things in, in, in my time uh, on this on this earth, so I don't, just, I don't know. Who I just knows? want to remind John that I have video from E3 2019. Very <laughs> true. John. That is very, very true. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything, by the way. He didn't do anything terrible. I no, no. That. So you so you think. That's so true. you think. Um, by the way, I want to mention really quick Squire earlier in our YouTube or patron chat when we were talking about E3 just said the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Los Angeles Convention Center. And it made me chuckle because that's <laughs> yeah. a perfect you know, summation I do, of the whole thing. One thing I wanted to add as an addendum to that, just because I, I read through Kat's report, which is excellent. And I recommend you read it before you make a decision one way or the other on E3. Uh, but one of the heavy implications from both her and VGC's reporting uh, is that Nintendo isn't going because they, the it's claimed they have nothing to show that they're at the end of right. the Switch's life, and thus like Tears of the Kingdom is like the last thing, and so they're just they don't have the goods to put on like an E three style event, which is interesting because I'm convinced that even if there's a new console coming next year, they have to fill out the back half of the calendar with stuff. I mean, we know I mean, Pikmin Four is coming. Yeah, we know, we know Metroid Pikmin Prime Four at the very least. So I I think they have content. I um, I think. Prime 4 is uh, the next console's Breath of the Wild or Twilight so. Princess moment. Uh, I think that's going to be cross-gen mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. I could see it. Possibly. I could see it. Um, Geeky Griffin uh, sowing some doubt here in our live audience chat saying, but Tears won't be out before E3. I mean, if it gets delayed, that's true. But at this point, I, I don't... I don't think it's that is like good. a Birdo size egg UK just face. tweet out, say, yeah. 100 days to go? They yes. just did exactly. They just did that, so... I really I don't, don't think, think Nintendo's it's going to be delayed at this point. Take the piss like that. Yeah, that, no. that would not be good. <laughs> no, I don't either. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got $10. Again, from RecBCQ. Thank you very much. There is another editing software called DaVinci that's supposed to be better in multiple ways for, uh, for one performance. It's a one-time purchase with a free version that has 90% of the features. This is, of course, video editing software. You and I've heard of DaVinci. I've never used it, but I, I've heard good things. I've not heard of it. So I handle our sponsorships, and while we've been doing the show, they approach us about a sponsorship. So who are you really? What? <laughs> Hell yeah. I think I you it. know what you're doing. Uh-huh. Amazing. <laughs> oh, okay. A little suspicious there. All right. Uh, thank hmm. you very much, Rec. And then one more Super Chat for now from our good friend and patron, Grantles, with $1.99. Thank you very much, Grant. Derp. That's it. That's the Super Chat. Well, thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you very much. And uh, all right, let's talk about a couple more news stories, namely our main stories, at least as presented on the Thumb this week. Uh, first off, there's a demo that came out this week that uh, I obviously was very excited about and turns out got Derek really excited about as well. And that is, of course, the Theater Rhythm final bar line demo it came out on both Switch and PS4 on Wednesday. Uh, and it's a pretty beefy demo. It includes 30 songs across five Final Fantasy games, two, five, seven, 14 and 15. 
and all your save data or all your progress carries over to the full version when it uh, launches later this month. And uh, Derek, I'm going to let you go ahead and start this off because everybody knows how hyped I am about Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. That's no secret. But yeah. what pulled you in? this i mean exactly. i've been excited just like you but you're just known more as the For rhythm games the yeah. rhythm game guy i mean i've liked rhythm games in the past and i've liked uh theater rhythm i just didn't get a chance to really knuckle down with it as much as i uh have with other games so i missed out on that chance but i was seeing just the amount of songs and everything else uh it's like okay this is perfect and if it if with this demo if I could actually play while I'm watching Kai, they will mm -hmm. actually watch it with me. Maybe because nothing else right now is working. Like I, he won't let me play anything else. He right. sits there not for long, but enough that I can get like four or five songs in and he'll sit there next to me and just be like, just watch it. Uh, the characters go by listening to the music. He digs it. So I'm like, okay, I got something. I can actually play something while I'm watching nice. it. Rather than watch Bluey for the, the entirety of Bluey for the fifteenth <laughs> time. Oh yeah. Um. So and the thing is, the gameplay is great. It took me a little while to figure it's out so the, good. Contr the tr controls until I figured out with the especially the field ones that you just have to hold up or down, um, mm -hmm. rather than try to match exactly. No, what you it's just at. go full tilt up or full tilt down. Full tilt down. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. The <laughs> I'm 12, dude. I heard you, you say full. Yeah, I, I heard it. You I never, heard it as never, I said never it. Go, never go yes, I heard it too. Yeah. <laughs> no, now keep in mind, I really like Bluey. For those people who like Bluey slaps, like Bluey is really good. But I've seen the episodes so many times, I right. can quote them. Although I did see a new um, segment that made me laugh like crazy. But I, I, we'll save that for the post show. I feel like that's worth as post show worthy. Oh, cool. um, either way, uh, demo's really good. Playing through Final Fantasy XIV songs, really fun. And before the show, I actually got the chance to play co-op with Amy. Nice. And that's really fun. Uh, in field stages, you each get one line and are matching along. In battle stages, you each get two. And I don't know. It's it's kind of fun to just have your own section and work together. Uh, it was it was kind of neat. Um, so I'm probably going to pick it up. I can't. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, by the way, before I launch into my whole hype line for Final Bar Line, Steve, just so, just so you know, man. Oh, chat's been fixed, it looks like. Yeah, uh, people were pointing it. out that chat was frozen. Live audio chat was frozen. You fixed it. All good. Final Bar Line. Obviously, I'm so freaking excited. Uh, I, I flipped out on Twitter when I heard about the demo. I've already put some... That's basically the only thing I had time to play this week. I, I've unfortunately mm -hmm. stalled on Pokemon Violet. Um, have not really been able to make much progress in anything else just because work was so crazy this week, but I did carve out some time for the theater than demo already unlocked all the songs and I'm playing through everything on ultimate right now. And I'm loving oh God, it. I, I can only handle expert. I'm not that good. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. So like I'm, I've actually had a bit of a bitter pill to swallow because this demo has been very humbling. Um, I don't, I don't toot my own horn very often, but I, I will be honest. I was a top level player in curtain call. I, you know, I'm good at rhythm games in general. But I was really damn good with the stylus controls with Curtain Call and the original. And by really good, I mean triple S, every ultimate score, full critical, most songs, um, f perfect chain. Like, yeah, full, perfect chain, full critical, triple S. I was really good at Curtain Call. But the stylus controls are no more. It's button only. And I play a ton of button only rhythm games. But for whatever reason, I've taken a real hit to my skill level in terms of having to relearn how to do everything with just the button controls. You're and not the only one I've heard from this. I have too. another friend who yeah. was really into 
the 3ds versions and used to the touchscreen and to go back to buttons it's like i don't it's like having to yeah. just relearn things so i'm yeah. still having a great time with it and it's it's you know it's it's just been a bit humbling i guess but i'm still having a great time with it and uh, you know i'll get there I, i'm i already feel myself improving and getting more used to the button controls again but it was just a bit of a shocker like i figured i was gonna go in be all cool and be like oh man i'm already really damn good at this no it turns out i'm just kind of good but not really good yet but i'll get there but i'll get <laughs> still there. better than me I, I i if you're doing ultimate already it's like dear god I've, I've done a couple of supreme scores and i'm i've basically passed and and at least gotten a single s rank on all the ultimates so far nice so yeah i mean i there's certain like uh quests like i where you unlock the things that I've not been able to do because I can't do a high enough level to it. I just get my butt kicked. So I'm like, okay, I'll have to work up to this. Uh, I eventually did it in persona Four dancing. So I, I'm sure I could do it at this. Um, but does it kill you? Like it kills me that you, your rhythmia is capped at 2000. Yes. That's the one it, thing about the demo. It's like, that's I, such a low cap. It really is. Like yeah. I am. I, you cap that within 10 songs. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> easy. Even though you can get all the characters in your party in the demo up to level 30, which takes way more than that, way mm. more than, than, than that. You'd have way more than 2,000 Rhythmia by the time you raise everybody everybody to level 30. So that's a bit of a misfire Make if you want the demo. 5,000 or yeah, something? Like 2,000 like yeah. feels too low. Uh, so, Steve, I didn't want to assume that you weren't as excited about Final Bar Line, but I, I had a feeling just from your face that you're not like oh, necessarily... No, I'm, I'm... It's not that I'm unexcited. I just haven't played it. I yeah, didn't get to play yet. the okay. demo at all. I actually really enjoyed the, the 3DS uh, theater rhythm games. Nice. I picked one up on Amazon Japan for no joke, like $2 back oh, in wow. the day. Like I had just been browsing games and it was like 249 yen brand new. So I bought mm, it wow. and I was like, this is utterly delightful. <laughs> and it got me into the series. Uh, but like I said, I've been working a ton this week and I, you know, had the game of the month video to put out. So Right. I've played almost nothing. Like I've played right. maybe an hour of games this whole week. Um, yeah. Which ironically was spent playing Enter the Gungeon from like 2015 or something. Oh, <laughs> nice. That is actually one thing I was able to do uh, on our channel this week is I streamed the Final Bar Line demo live. It was a late night stream. It was like 11 to 2 in the morning over on our Twitch. But I still did it. And I had a lot of fun with our with our audience and our patrons just trying to relearn the game with button controls and, uh, you know, just experiencing all the musical splendor this game has to offer and i will of course be doing a launch day stream as well when the when the full game comes out later this month uh i could not be more excited i just can't wait to play the full game all these other songs all the third all the uh, non-final fantasy stuff coming as dlc i need that hooked up right into my veins and uh I can't wait. Uh, Derek, anything else you wanted to mention before we move on to... Uh... Have you gone through all the unlockables, all the stuff to unlock? There's like thousands. It's like over Oh, it's well ridiculous. Over I'll, I'll probably never do it. I mean, I'll pro there are like thousands of collector cards and, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll unlock all the songs and I'm, I'm going to play the vast majority of the songs, if not eventually all of them over a long period of time. But yeah, I highly doubt I'll be getting all the collector cards and everything. It's just... I didn't get them all in Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory either. There's so much grinding involved in doing mm -hmm. that it's just doesn't seem very realistic but i can already see myself losing a lot of time in this game over over a prolonged stretch of time so yeah it's it's definitely going digital just so i can boot it up anytime and just play a few songs yeah does does it not have did you guys play it on switch or playstation both switch. does it not have touch controls in handheld mode on switch it doesn't 
Really? They have entirely removed the touch controls. And to be fair, while I do miss them, I'm not sure I'd be will. I'm not sure I miss them so much that I'd be willing to scuff up my OLED screen for for them. Yeah, you know, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know that I would. I mean, although I did scuff up my 3DS's bottom screen and didn't mind that. So, <laughs> yeah, Steve, but, you uh, just your yeah. all your comments did is remind me. It's like I don't know if it'd be any if it's as good, but I, I'm curious what uh, Theater Rhythm Dragon Quest is like. Since that was that would, yeah, Japan, that would be one we never got. Uh, and also, cutie Caitlin, to answer your question in our live audience chat, no, if the if the first two games on 3ds didn't do anything for you, I don't think Curtain Call is going to change. Sorry, uh, Final Bar Line is going to change your mind, at least from a gameplay standpoint. If you appreciate all the music in there, great. But you can also just listen to that on YouTube if you want. Uh, whereas, you know, if you're not into the gameplay, of the first two games, I don't necessarily think Final Bar Line is going to change your mind. Personally, that's just my take on it. But uh, all right, Bubs, we got one more story to talk about today. I don't think this will take very long, but that is, of course, Wolverine, Insomniac's Wolverine game, to be uh, to be exact. And we have a few more details uh, that personally kind of uh, piqued my interest a bit. So this comes from uh, the game post on Twitter via Jeff Grubb. Uh, it's going to be a hard, they're, they're going for a hard R, so it's going to be M rated for sure. They're going for a hard R. Uh, Insomniac are trying to avoid any links that evoke the Fox X-Men movies. Probably a good thing. Uh, and the game starts before Wolverine joins the X-Men, and they are aiming for a release in fall 2024 uh, or 2025. So I'm guessing that means fall 2024 slash early 2025. But uh, yeah, this, this is all. I was already pretty excited. I love the X-Men. I love Wolverine. But these additional uh, tidbits we're getting piqued my interest even more. What about you guys? I mean, uh, I hear this. Go ahead, Steve. I talked a lot about theater rhythm. No worries. I was going to say, uh, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Insomniac's uh, output, especially, you know, Same. I mean, they've proven themselves capable of handling uh, top tier superhero content with Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm Spider-Man 2 is like a going to be a game of the year contender for me, I'm certain. But so uh, but I like the idea that they're not going to take, you know, Spider-Man is is what I would call a safe superhero he's he's a very clean like doesn't get down in the dirt kind of kind of superhero but you know there are a lot of really graphic takes on wolverine uh within within the canon of the comics so i'm glad Mm. to see that they're they're going for something that is a very different tone from spider-man um so i i think this is it's a good release window in my opinion it makes me wonder uh it's crazy to say, but will we have like a new PS5 variant by then, or, or you know, are we ha- going to have a mid-gen <laughs> refresh at that point? Um, uh. But I, I like the idea also of not tying Wolverine to the X-Men because I think that that could overcomplicate yeah. things. You know, having too many heroes in one game can definitely water down the appeal of it because then you have to come up with systems for all these varied sets of powers, and none of them get the attention they deserve. <clears throat> Uh, so I think I think this is good. I, I think this is a the right path to take with this, especially since uh, the last movie was Logan, and that was a pretty hardcore superhero movie. It sure mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking the same thing. It'd be kind of cool if there the, his the story of this is a sort of an adaptation of his first story in comics, where his duty is, hey, we need you to go assassinate the Hulk. Ooh. So, uh-huh. he, he, him hunting down the Hulk and then having the sequel be Wolverine and the Hulk where you could to, to be both of them. That'd be cool. Uh, mm-hmm. if we, if we do that. Um, but I, I saw fall 54 mentioned it as well. So it's the first thing I thought of when I saw this news, uh, X-Men origins Wolverine. I don't know if you've ever, any, either of you have played that game. 
It is so good. It's actually really good, right? Yeah. The movie sucks, but the yeah. game is a, is fantastic. I remember that. And definitely goes for Yeah, he has claws. This These claws eat people, uh, you know, chew people up. So let's uh, really show that. And with the way, like... How hard of uh, how hard of an M rating are we going for here? Are we going to see in like viscera, or is it just going to be bloody? That's what I'm like. I mean, when I hear hard R, like I mean, one, I don't like that they used hard R. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, could you? Yeah. That's why I said M. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, but in terms of when I think of like, I mean, I get what they're trying to imply by saying hard R. Uh, to, to me, that implies like dismemberment, disfigurement, that kind of stuff. Like not just blood, right? Right. I, mm -hmm. I'm. I wouldn't say quite Mortal Combat level because I'd consider that more NC seventeen. But I would say it's definitely on the you know, like GTA three was a was an M rated game, and you could shoot arms and legs off of people in that game. Right. So I think I think it's going to be close to that. I think we're going to see like limbs get removed. I mean, Wolverine's definitely going to have a move where he at least cuts someone's hand off at some point. Uh -huh. But yeah, yeah. And, and, and if it's an origin story, we might even see the really gross like first time he pops his claws and there's like blood everywhere. And, you know, they, <laughs> they kind of made a point that it does not feel good when he when he has to use them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Steve. I think uh, everything we're hearing is, is the right direction they should be going in with it. Um, it's just making me even more excited for it. On a slightly related note, just because we're also getting that X-Men 97 cartoon that's like a reboot of the 90s show, please let's have uh, .mu and Tribute work on a new X-Men beat-em-up after Shredder's Revenge that ties oh, that'd in be cool. with oh, X-Men 97. Six that. players, please, can we have that? Can we, can we make that happen? Let's do it, please. I uh, yeah. I do want to say it feels like uh, this This could be huge for Sony because Sony, they acquired Insomniac, right? Right. Yes. Like if they can continue to get more Marvel properties and become have that be part of their first party stable is just like, hey, we're the guys that make like triple A Marvel games. That that could be huge for PlayStation to have this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's exciting to see, but Insomniac... That's our next ratchet. <laughs> oh, that too. Where's the DLC for for Rift Apart? I figured we'd at least get like a. Nah, a, I, I a figured we wouldn't get story, a but... DLC or anything like that. Man, but... I kind of thought we'd get a rivet like focused DLC, but I guess not. I guess yeah, not. I'm I'm hopeful that they Sony has to know that of all their internal studios, uh, Santa Monica and Insomniac are, are basically their the crown jewels of their empire right now. They need to just give insomniac however much money they need to make whatever they want like they, mm -hmm. these guys seem like they can do no wrong at this point yeah <clears throat> definitely definitely yeah. all right well that does wrap up our news for the week uh just really quick a quick psa if you are a ps5 owner uh, and you have not redeemed your playstation plus collection games go do that because they're expiring on may 9th and you get a bunch of great games uh just for being a playstation plus member and having a ps5 but you do have to redeem them before may 9th or you lose them forever so just a quick psa for those of you out there for whom that affects uh let's go ahead and read out a few more super chats and then we'll move on to our patron topics for the week first we've got five dollars from seafoam gaming thank you very much theater rhythm is my lifeblood and i cannot wait in other news i'm continuing to push promotion on my pokemon mystery dungeon video retrospective on youtube well there you go go yeah. check out seafoam gaming on youtube and check out their mystery dungeon video retrospective uh yeah and thank you very much seafoam gaming for the super chat Next up, we've got uh, Story Smith with $4.99. Thank you so much. 
Did you all see the completionist's new video? Gerard's company is going to be making video games. Yes, I did see that. And I'm oh, so excited that. for him. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I have not I, seen that myself, but I, that's great to I, hear. I wish him all the best. I saw that Chad Tronic's making a video game, too, that's uh, very much inspired by uh, the Chow Garden. So all, the, all these YouTubers getting into game making. The heck. <laughs> right, right. Uh, next up, $5 from Lord Clump, our, one of our newest executive producers. Thank you very much, Lord Clump. I probably shouldn't push too hard, but am I allowed to bring up my project I've told you about, Ash? Like in the Discord chat, I've been in live. Uh, I mean, you, you certainly can in the Super Chat. I can just mention that you are working on an indie game of your own. It looks really cool from what you've shown us. But uh, but yeah, like we can't necessarily do a whole segment on it. But certainly if you bring it up like you did just now in the Super Chat, that's totally fine. And uh, I know I think you mentioned it's still like a year out from, from release or so, but would love to hear more about it as it... Uh, gets closer and closer to completion. Thank you, Lord Clump. And one more for now. Uh, Sean Davis with $2. Thank you very much. Thoughts on Detective Pikachu 2 happening? Uh, that, that was something else that happened this week. Uh, Legendary Pictures, I think it's Legendary, did confirm that apparently Detective Pikachu 2 is still coming, is still in the works. Well, really? Thoughts... I, didn't, I missed that. I, that. Yeah. Okay, sure. My thoughts are cool. I hope I hope it happens. I you know Detective Pikachu was fun. And I would love to see another one. Uh, I don't really have any more thoughts than that, but I, I just I hope it gets made. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a neat movie when it comes out. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. All right. Well, we'll read out the rest of the super chats at the end of the show. But for now, we do have topics to discuss, suggested by our amazing patrons at the producer tier and above. Quick reminder: Patreon.com/slash/gvgaming, and this is a uh, perk reserved for our producers at the ten dollar a month t- uh, tier and above. So. Thank you very much for the all uh, to all to all of you who have suggested topics for this week. Uh, Steve, why don't you go first this week, man? Sure. Uh, so my topic comes from Blazestar25, who writes, "You can only play one console for the rest of your life. Which one are you choosing? Also, you can only play games that originally released on that console. So no virtual console or ports of old games allowed." Uh, which influenced my decision heavily. Uh, yes, <laughs> because that throws the switch out the window for me, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I think one of the Switch's greatest strengths is the fact that, like, everything's on it. <laughs> like, you, they've uh-huh. ported every good game in the history of gaming to that thing at this point. Uh, so without those, I think it loses a, a, a lot of its value. Um, I I don't know if the caveat is that the games still work the way they did when the console was out. <clears throat> because I feel like that's also critical. We just talked about 10, you know, games as a service games that, that got killed this month. Um, yeah. But I would have to say the Dreamcast. I had mm. a lot of fun with my Dreamcast. My Dreamcast is still in my active rotation of consoles, you know, decades on. Uh, and I think if in 1999 you had told me this is it for you forever, I'd be like, all right, that's good. I like this thing. <laughs> um, you know, I think there's a lot of innovative games on there, a lot of goofy, fun ones, uh, a lot of really good 2D fighters. Uh, the Dreamcast had... For, for such a short-lived console, it had a really great library. So Yeah, it did. Uh, and, and it was mostly original games, like not, you know, ports of old games. So I'd say, you know, based on that alone, I would choose it. But if there were, if I was able to play the whole library, how it released, you know, uh, it would it would have been the Switch. But since you had that no ports rule, <laughs> I have to go with the Dreamcast. Yeah. I have to assume no backwards, compa- backwards compatibility doesn't count either, so... So. Uh, it's it's so hard. Yeah, I mean, it's that that rule is what makes this very difficult for me. 
Because like you, Steve, I was initially going to say, oh, Switch, you know, like I've got all the great Switch specific games, but then I've got things like Mega Man Legacy Collection and, yeah. you know, all these, all these, mm -hmm. you know, collections of, uh, of older and retro games that I love so much to this day. So I get the best of both worlds. But if that isn't allowed, man, I, I'm torn because part of me still wants to say Switch because of games that I love playing on the Switch now like you know smash of course i don't want to ever go without some version of smash especially the best version um mm, xenoblade chronicles 3 my game of the year last year so i'm torn because i want to say switch just for like you know stuff like that but then i'm also like the ps2 had such an incredibly robust incredible library of games and such a large one that i feel i would never necessarily run out so i'm a little torn and of course like my favorite console ever is the super nintendo but I don't know that I would only ever want to play Super Nintendo games forever for the rest of my life. So mm, what about you, Derek? I'm, I'm a little torn. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm split between the, the SNES, the PS1, and the PS2. Mm, okay. I think those are the strongest for, like, unique games for that system. You bring up a lot of good points with the, uh, with the like, we have Xenoblade 2 and 3, but... I'm thinking just like legacy games and just stuff that works well. And honestly, man, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, man, I got to go with, uh, Hmm. I think I'd go PS one. Yeah. I think I'd go PS one. You got, some really good uh, platformers on there. You got some amazing RPGs. I think that's like the golden age of RPGs at that at that point. Uh, that or the SNES. It's it's really tough. It has a bit more um, genre variety than the SNES. So there's that aspect. Right. Um, yeah. I, I it's just a good library as well. So I'd probably go with that. But PS2 is damn close. So is SNES, of course. So, uh, man. I might, at the end of the day, have to go with PS2 for just the absolute incredible breadth of games that are available on it. A lot, you know, lots of genre diversity. A lot of my personal favorites are on PS2, such as Okami, Final Fantasy X. But man, at the same time, I don't know if I can actually give up Smash and Zelda. But, but then if right? I do Switch, I give up Final Fantasy. So, <laughs> yeah. And Kingdom Hearts, except for Melody of Memory. So, ah. Yeah, there, there, oh, God, maybe right I do go PS2 because I would get Kingdom Hearts and Ratchet and Clank. God dang. Yeah, there's no right answer or or no, wrong there really well, wrong answer maybe like you know Stadia or something. But I might have to go with PS2 at the end of the day. But it is a very a hair's width between PS2 and Switch. And I say Switch specifically because even if I lose things like Mega Man and and, and whatnot, there are so many indie games. You have on Mega Switch. Man 11. I do have Mega Man 11. But there are also so many indie games on Switch that that capture everything I love about retro platformers and other, you know, more retro, like 8-bit, 16-bit games. I feel like I can still get a little bit of that, even without having access to Mega Man and, and Sonic and such themselves. So, ooh, that's hard. Make a good point, but man, that is, that's, that's tough. That's hard. Thank you. Thank he you was so like, like, nah, Dreamcast, that's easy. I know, I know. <laughs> well, I, I loved the Dreamcast and its original games. They influenced right. my love of gaming in a big way. But... Oh, Dreamcast is so good. Yeah I, I, yeah, I just can't do a Nintendo console without the port. Like, if I if I have one Nintendo console, I need all of them. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, I can't just be like, nope, that's on yeah. NES, can't touch it. 
and I, I love the GameCube so much as well. I have a soft spot for the GameCube, but I don't know that it would be the only system I, I'd want to have access to. Right. Probably not. So, man, man, it's hard. All right. Well, thank you so much for that, Blaze, uh, for that question, Blazestar, even though it was brutally difficult to answer. Uh, Derek, what is your uh, question for this week, man? Uh, mine comes from Joseph Bayer, who asks, what game would you want to see demade to a PS1 or a Nintendo 64 game? I think oh. this is probably inspired by Bloodborne. Uh, that, that Bloodborne. Oh, that was uh, so cool. That Bloodborne. Cool. Yeah, remake. it's yeah. really cool. Uh, honestly, I think it'd be really fun to see Resident Evil Seven or Eight demade into like a classic Resident Evil, That's like a cool. two or three, onto the uh, PS One, just to see what they would do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I think it'd be kind of fun to see like the bakers come after you or. Uh, how you, the exploration. I, I think that's kind of a fun idea for a demake um, concept. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that'd be, yeah, with the fixed camera angles, just like take the concept of Resident Evil 7 or 8 and pop it into PS1 just like the old ones. So there we go. Hmm. This is a really, really hard one. And and my initial answer for it kind of doesn't count because it's already a little kind of been done. So what I was originally going to say for this question was Smash Ultimate. I'd love to see all the characters and stages that we've come to know and love in Smash Ultimate demade to a Smash 64 style and N64. But a version of that already exists. It's called Super Smash Remix, and it's a fan project that takes a lot of characters and stages from later games like Melee and uh, Melee and Brawl. And even uh, characters that have not been in Smash at all, like Marina for Mischief Makers, and D makes them into a Smash 64 context with like 64 era character models and and the 64's uh, sound font for the music. It's really cool. So, but it's been done. So I feel like I can't answer that. Um, so I feel like maybe I, I I think I would be really interested to see possibly Final Fantasy X D made on on, on oh, with yeah. PS1 assets. I think that could be really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, that, that might be a, a good second. It's definitely smash, but again, that, that's already been done. So I feel like I shouldn't just roll with that. So yeah, I, I might, I might be really interested in seeing how FF10 would work and look and sound on the PS1. If, uh, if it had never been envisioned as a PS2 game. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other ones. What about you, Steve? Uh, so I wanted to pick a game that I know could be done for sure Ooh, my, okay. my knee-jerk reaction was breath of the wild and i'm like that could not have been done ah, in that no. era like yeah n- neither of those two consoles could handle a game that size so i picked something smaller i would love to see a demake of splatoon for the n64 oh like such a simple small game that i'm confident nintendo could have done it if they had the idea back then but i can't for the life of me imagine how bad it well, would look i mean yeah it would look pretty bad and probably probably have the golden eye type controls right that's right. what got me thinking about it. i'm like the controls have the potential to be horrendous um but i think you could do it but I like can also I, just Im- immediately imagine pushing z oh wow cutie oh, caitlin just wow. had Somebody box had that art idea. ready <laughs> yeah splatoon 64 box art i love that you know what i wow. like those models i would have played that yeah yeah there's not bad honestly you know what, Squire in our live audience chat, Sonic Mania for the Saturn. I love that idea because it is essentially meant to be the lost 2D Saturn Sonic game we never actually got. Oh, yeah. So that is a oh. really, really good idea. Brian Rivero, forgot, Kirby and the Forgotten Land on N64. That'd be cool. Ooh, oh, that would be uh, rad. 16 Nations that, said that as well. Yeah, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. That is so good. 
because you you could easily imagine it like Kirby 64 being the proof of concept of 3D yeah. models in a Kirby game on, on totally the system and then yeah I, totally that's my favorite one so far I think that's nice. my favorite my favorite answer um yeah that's <laughs> Metroid Prime on N64 says Top Dog but Let's remember uh, when Uncharted first came out, everybody's calling it Dude Raider. Let's just make oh. a PS1, make it straight up like a Tomb Raider game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, these are all great, great ideas. Kirby and the Forgotten Land on N64 is my favorite, though, I think. That's uh, really good. But I, I still stand by wanting to see how FF10 might be envisioned on a PS1. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for that uh, question, Joseph. Really su uh, super appreciate that. And then yeah. my question this week comes from Colin, and I decided to pick this because it's topical for the week. With Theater Rhythm's demo out and the director expressing interest in moving on past the series, what IP would like to see that team give a rhythm game uh, treatment to next? Or would you like to see that team give a rhythm game treat treatment to next? It can be a square IP or anything else. No need to stay realistic. I don't got just one for you. I got two, and they're the two most obvious things that haven't been done. Mega Man and Sonic. How do neither of these series, yeah. known for having some of the best music, not just in video games, but ever, how do neither of them have their own rhythm game yet? Particularly Sonic. Mega Man, I get, is obviously, you know, relatively niche compared to Sonic. But, like, they both are legendary for, the, for their music in video games. And yet neither has a rhythm game to their name. And I would, that in either one of those, I would like to see... Indy Zero, the developer behind Theater Rhythm, take on next. I'm just imagining like those those field sections where you got to move it up and down, just sort of like Sonic in a spin dash form mm -hmm. going oh. along the screen. Uh huh. Uh, that'd be that'd be really cool. Yeah, you're right. That's, those are honestly really good ones that make total sense. There'd be so especially with Mega Man in that style. There's so many different ones and and Mega Man's God. characters are literally named after musical terms: rock and roll, and bass, and treble, and gospel, like. How has this not happened yet? It is an idea that sells itself. Wait, there's a gospel? <laughs> yeah, uh, Treble is ja is gospel's Japanese name. Or sorry, Treble oh. is gospel's American or Western name. I see. Yeah. Just like uh, bass is forte in Japan. Right, right. Yeah, forte Although, in gospel. I do like Amy's answer, Xenoblade. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Xenoblade be would be awesome. I, I also have mentioned this before, but I would love a square enix like everything else that, that hasn't gotten to be in theater rhythm so like brave fencer musashi and and tobal and the bouncer and Ooh, all the really weird off the wall ips more parasite uh -huh. eve more xeno gears i had a, i had a funny thought while playing the theater rhythm demo it's like just imagining if since they're not probably not going to do it but if we did get a, another theater rhythm uh, from Indie Zero in the future, the Final Fantasy 16 characters chibi-fied in that style, oh, I which know. is just funny with how brutal they're going. What about Absolutely. you, Steve? Uh, I actually want, and, and we've technically had one before, but I want a Mario rhythm game. Oh, So yeah. I know we had DDR, like Mario DDR, but I count. want they one. They had, like, like yeah. nursery rhymes in there. Right. Agreed. I want one where it's like a hybrid platformer rhythm game where the oh. obstacles in the environment require Mario to like jump and, and run to the beat of the song. Oh, so it's so like rather for... than the, the nodes you'd have, like it's a Goomba to stomp on or exactly, exactly. Or, like jump onto a Koopa and you ride the Koopa for a bit the, for a hold note. Exactly. Oh, That's what yeah. I want. I think that could be That's... so rad. God, that I like be... that idea. 
imagine if we got that, but but not just for Mario, but for just celebrating Nintendo's musical catalog in general. So you got Mario, you got some Zelda, you got some Splatoon and Star Fox and and what have you. God, that would be that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking you... of Zelda, oh, go ahead, geez, go that ahead. hasn't happened. Well, it kind of has. Cadence of Hyrule. That kind of that kind of that counts. Kinda. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Go ahead, Steve. No, I was gonna say if you do that game, especially if the theater rhythm team is doing it, you have to use that like two D Nintendo art style oh. that they haven't made a Mario game with for some reason. Right? Absolutely. Oh. Uh, one one two at our live audience chat, and I didn't know this. Uh, mentions humorously, Gunvolt was leaked to have a rhythm game. I had not heard really? about that. And if Gunvolt gets a rhythm game before Mega Man and Sonic, that's just everything is backwards. I don't even understand how that makes sense. Right. It's not even. It's not as though Gunvolt even has like particularly memorable music beyond the vocal themes, at least in my opinion. But uh, also, it has kind of happened in Harmonite a little bit. It had a few Pokemon songs, but a Pokemon rhythm game would be so cool too. I think. Oh man, yeah. But uh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> it, it, it comes. It, it comes down to Mega Man and Sonic for me. But there are so many, so many IPs. I'd love to see Indie Zero take on next and. Uh, We'll see what they do next, but uh, if Final Bar Line actually is the last game in the theater series, I'm curious to see what uh, that team is going to work on next. And yeah. thank you so much for that question, Colin. Really appreciate yeah. it. Although, although I'd find it really funny if Indie Zero went the opposite of what uh, I forget what the guys who made uh, Hi Fi Rush are. They go the opposite, oh, and make a like hard, hard, yeah, go the opposite, and make a hardcore horror game that's actually really good. Right. Right. <laughs> And speaking of High Five Rush, I wasn't here on the show last week to to hype it up. But if you haven't played it, please do. It is so, so good. And when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about playing it. I love that game so much. <laughs> I can't wait to go back and finish it. All right. Well, we got a few more Super Chats, and then we're going to close out the show. Disney Duncan again with $5. Thank you very much. Thank goodness Jedi Survivor got delayed because it was originally the same date as Resident Evil 4 Remake. And yeah. I know which way that would have gone, and it would not have been, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, would not have been a happy day for Jedi Survivor, no. I don't think. So, yeah, good, good call on their part for sure. Thank you, Duncan. And uh, next up is uh, Disney Duncan. I might have missed one, but Disney Duncan again with two dollars. I beat Persona Five Royal, a long but great time. Well, I'm super glad you were able to actually finish it. It is a really long one, but when you get to the end of a super, super long game like that, it I is feel incredibly like you rewarding. A lot in between. I, those I think two. I think I did. I'm going to go back. Don't worry. Hey folks, Ash here again. Unfortunately, OBS crashed on Steve at this part of the show, so once again, I have gone ahead and edited all that out, all the redundancies out, so you can get right back to the show once again. Bye. <laughs> we are back. Uh, I believe that I was cut off while I was reading out... Uh, let's see where to go. Uh, Alan Wilkinson Super Chat with two uh, British pounds. Thank you very much. And it is literally just an emoji with uh, the tongue stuck out, so... Right back at you, Alan. Thank they, you very they much. Knew, they knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right, next up, we've got five Canadian dollars from Chaos Gamer. Thank you very much, Chaos. Do you think they will remake Final Fantasy Tactics? It's my fave game of all time. Thanks for the awesome content, and how would I become a Patreon? Well, we do know from that NVIDIA leak uh, a, a few months back, several months back at this point, that they're working on something FF Tactics related, either a port or some sort of remaster. Sounds more like a remaster, so... I don't know if they'll ever fully remake it, but I, I do think we might get a remaster coming up. What do you guys think? I. It's hard to say with Tactics Ogre Reborn being so uh, recent, but I could see it being like second half of the year type thing. Sure. 
and a lot of the other stuff from the NVIDIA leak uh, have, have come to pass as well. So that's why I feel like it probably is going to happen. Uh, as for Patreon, uh, you can check us out over at patreon.com slash gvgaming. That's where we are on Patreon. We have a variety of tiers you can support us at, and we really appreciate your interest. Thank you very much, Chaos. Yeah. All right. You. Next up, Kaiser the Fighter with $2. Thank you. Pauline from Mario versus Jessica Rabbit from Roger Rabbit. This is Pauline, right? Like, I don't even know what, what can Jessica do? Um, in the Roger not Rabbit. die because she's a tune, but that's best I got. I, I, I give like it to Pauline. She's, yeah, I think it's Pauline. Yeah. The be- the most combat I've seen her uh, use is a frying pan against Roger and a booby trap. And I don't think Pauline's going to be reaching in there. Right, right. I feel like <laughs> Pauline. Yeah, I, th- I think I think this one goes to Pauline. Thank you, Kaiser. Uh, next up is Brian Rivera with $4.99. Thank you, Brian. Would you guys be down with a fusion between SSJ4 Goku and Fierce Deity Link? I mean, of course. Yeah. Why? Who wouldn't be down with that, right? <laughs> That'd be a like, wild design. Yeah, that'd be awesome to see. Absolutely. Uh, next up is uh, a new name uh, for us, Ross Krispies. I love that name. Thank you very <laughs> much, Ross, with 20 British pounds. Thank you. EA also canceled Respawn single-player Titanfall slash Apex title in development this week. Titanfall 2 is one of the best shooters I've played and was dying for a sequel. EA fumbled the bag from launch. It deserved better. I mean, EA gonna EA, right? Yeah, uh, but I yeah, mean, that is pretty much damn shame. Yeah, and thank you again uh, very much, Ross Krispies, for your uh donation next up is disney duncan with two dollars thank you very much logan and the deadpool movies are on disney plus uh that makes sense given what disney yeah. owns and given their stable are a few of our movies on there <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so uh thank you duncan next up wreck bcq with five dollars gvg needs a mobile game where you walk uphill for cookies no we don't i never no. want to remember that again daniel is the daniel would be the only viable playable character in such a game the, the rest <laughs> of us wouldn't be viable yeah uh that who that was a that was a rough night but uh thank you very much rec thank you uh disney duncan uh oh i did i, I read this earlier i skipped mm-hmm. it persona 5 royal thank you again duncan next up kane woolley with five new zealand dollars thank you kane Hi, you beautiful men. Just want to take a moment to tell you we appreciate you all. Be proud of your work. You actively make the world a better place. Oh, my heart. Oh, thank, thank you. Kane, thank you so much. It's so kind of you to say. It's it's always nice being reminded that what we do makes a difference for, for people out there. And yeah. uh, we're, if, if we can make even one person's world a little bit brighter than we've done our jobs. So thank you so much for the kind words, genuinely. We'll keep on keeping on. Uh, next up, Chris Stayed or Stead. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Chris Stayed. With $25, thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you for all you do. You got me through the loss of my niece and so much more. Everyone on this channel are the absolute best people. Keep it up and thank you for your love, passion, dedication, and kindness. Well, two back to back. Yeah, Just right. Yeah. Super chats. And thank I you am so, so much. sorry about your niece. Yeah, yeah seriously. That's, I'm so sorry about your loss. That's heartbreaking. Um, please, you know, to accept all of our good vibes, all the good vibes we have to share. Uh, and we're just, honored and grateful that what we do has helped make make your loss just a little bit easier to get through so genuinely so sorry for your loss and thank you again chris and last super chat of the day disney duncan is back one more time with five dollars thank you so much duncan what company do you want disney to buy to a franchise into kingdom hearts i want them to buy hasbro so what company would you want them to buy so it could be in kingdom hearts yeah so like yeah i see so i mean they've already done the obvious ones like you know Hmm. I mean, they've already done the obvious ones like Star Wars and Avengers and, and Marvel and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
The thing is, um, I, I mean, I, it's easy to say something like, "I'd love to see Nintendo in, in Kingdom yeah. Hearts," or something, but I, but not at the expense of Disney owning Nintendo. Like, right. I wouldn't want that. So that is tough. Uh, um, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> buy Lord of the Rings, put them there, 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 there. have. Sure. Sora in the One Ring. Why not? Go, go. It'd be funny to see that, that that's how Sora gets a traditional fantasy outfit. That's true. Maybe I don't know. Maybe DreamWorks get get How to Train Your Dragon in there or something. Ooh, Puss in Boots is a uh, Puss in Boots. As a you know, I might be I might be trending toward DreamWorks actually. Might be fun to get to get Puss in Boots and uh, How to Train Your Dragon in there. I want them to buy Rare and put just <laughs> Conquer in it. Just in the Conquer. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> nice, nice. Perfectly thematic material for <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, obviously. Obviously. All right. Well, that does finally bring us to the end of episode 43 of the GVG cast. Thank you so much for bearing with us through two computer crashes and like a bazillion super chats. You all are so incredibly generous and kind with your donations. Thank you so very much. Uh, before we head out, I do want to remind everybody about our Twitch channel, Good Vibes Arcade. Our, our buddies Brandon and Daniel are killing it two plus times a week over on our Twitch channel, playing through all sorts of fun games uh, on Good Vibes Arcade. So please, please do go check out our Twitch. It's twitch.com slash official GVG, and they are doing some awesome streams over there. Also, speaking of our Twitch streams, we have a VOD channel now, Good VODs Gaming. This is something that you all have been requesting for quite a while. We have finally made it happen. Uh, so check out check us out there, Good VODs Gaming. It's essentially just VOD deliveries of our Twitch streams. Uh, there are already a few on there now, so go check them out, subscribe. That's where you'll find all of our future Twitch VODs uh, going forward. So that is a thing as well. Thank you all so much for being here with us this week, every week. We love you all so much. As always, we have to give a special shout out to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to keep the lights on over here. And we love doing what we do with all of you. So thank you so very much. But also, as always, we have to get, give an extra special shout out to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine, amazing, wonderful folks include Brandon Bovia, Cutie Caitlin, Fangs, Z Patty, Just Brian, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Logan Daniel, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Critter XD, Joy Content, Angel Martinez, Medron, Joshua Hunter, Vinny Yao, Blindman, Azran127, Black King, Pagrima, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Wataniac, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Brady Power, Darchi, Becca, Killamox, Eddie B, Sean Davis, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber CPHT, Too Much Spaghetti, Bane 400, Ascaron 809, Ryaner, Nathan Steele, Spicy Atanda, Rain and Clouds, The Game Orb, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Rosa Pardo Bowling. Hi, Mom. Mega Amster, Darksteel01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Derek, Colin, Blaystar25, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Keel, Moon Knight, Brendan Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Brainchild, the entire state of Wisconsin, Jim Wakeland, Longboy Shiggy, Andy Mine P, Ad, Kyle the Monarch, Dat Alpha Lion, Lord Metarex, Kyle Gamer, and Barry Rookie, 
Salad Dinner, Blaze Colored, Eric, Turbo, DGC, Cat EV Person, Cat EV Person 5, Lady Maxillary, Dr. Ryan, Mega Beatman True Blue Reviews, Young Ant, and finally, last but certainly not least, Lord Clump of Studio Crazy Train. Thank you all so much for your incredible support. We're about to head off to our patron-exclusive post-show. Once again, patreon.com slash gvgaming. Uh, even if you can't support us there, if you just like and subscribe right here on YouTube, every little bit truly does help. Thank you all so much. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care of yourselves. Good night and good vibes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.